Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, so I totally uh, lost track of time. You were so enthralling to listen to, Peter Schur, that <laughs> I totally... I lost track. I just want I'm to get not rid sure of my wife would say that. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Let me talk to her later. So um, we just have two minutes here, and I wanted to use yeah. it to to say thank you and to wrap up and let you give any closing thoughts because your insight is is so compelling. And we'll have you back and do another segment if that's okay too. Todd, I appreciate you having me here. Um, I really appreciate that you're getting this out. Um, you know, th- this is a clarion call for not only Greenwich School District, but I think education in Connecticut. And uh, we now kind of realize our eyes are open. We're awake, so to speak, <laughs> as funny as that may be. And uh, I hope what happened is parents will spend a lot more time asking questions, focusing on what's going on. And then we can only hope, you only get change at the ballot box. So I hope parents are energized to go vote for the candidate that represents their views and values uh, come November 8th. All right. Thank you so much. You, do you have a website set up for your state rep run? That you I want do. To share it's with? as simple as petersure.com, and you spell my last name, S-H-E-R-R, no C. But uh, anybody who's interested in the subject, I'm glad to uh, talk about it and share our experiences so we can all make Connecticut a better place. All right. petersure.com. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, loved having you on. Thank you, Todd. Have a great day. Okay. Boy, oh boy! How about how about a? We we don't get that many people who have the perch that Peter had for twelve years on the school board in Greenwich, and and to be able to address this story, which I think is only beginning to unfold now that the attorney general has launched a civil rights investigation into the bigotry exposed by the tape made by Project Veritas and the comments by the assistant principal in the school. It's, it's incredible to think about. It's, this is powerful stuff, and it's going to uh, shake up this election year, I have a feeling. 860-522-9842. I have a feeling. We'll play some rants, take some phone calls, have some conversation. Coming up right now, though, Traffic time. We're going to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Mark Christopher is watching those roads for us on this Thursday afternoon. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Oh, this is uh, this is just so exciting. This is an opening, an insight into what we have known is going on. For example, the critical race theory. When Democrats, one of their great skills politically is to just shift slightly what they're saying 
So they're not actually meaning what you're hearing. And the two sides can both make their adamant statements, but they talk past each other, and nothing, nothing gets confronted and resolved because everyone's confused. But they've been saying nobody's teaching critical race theory in the schools. And that's probably a true statement. Nobody's offering a course called Critical Race Theory 101, I don't think. At least I assume they would use a fake name or something if they were going to do that. But that's not the accusation, really. The accusation is that the schools are controlled by critical race theory, that they are controlled by people who believe the principles of critical race theory, which are that America is an evil country because it was built around racism and white people are all white supremacists and therefore this country is irredeemable that's the premise of critical race theory and so it would be very unusual for them to be teaching that it would violate this whole way they approach the insidious ooze of their anti-americanism into the curriculum and more the the pores of the education system. And that's what's beautiful about this Greenwich story is it it is an important insight into what's going on. And if you pay close attention, everything you see is offers great insight around these kinds of stories. For example, what was the first reaction of the Democrats was to attack the Attorney General, William Tong, did it yesterday. His first response was to attack how we learned about what goes on in the schools. He attacked vigilante journalism, said he was very concerned. Do you think he would have been concerned about vigilante journalism if it was revealing overt racism in a police department? I don't think so. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Stu in Watertown. Welcome to WTIC. How are Hello. you? How are you, How you Th- doing, Todd? Thank you, Stu, for calling. It's Shu. Shu. Oh, I'm sorry. Hi, Shu. All right. Uh, just I'm kind of split on this, to be honest with you. Um, I'm putting fifty percent of the blame on the parents down there because you should have been more active in your children's lives. Okay, how they're educated. When you have a child, you're supposed to be there for them in every single way, obviously. Uh, you should have been more active. You should have uh, paid attention to what was going on on those board meetings. And then I'll place the blame on the town manager and the town council and all those people who are elected officials who are actually so worried about the idea of them not being elected again that they're willing to place harm in, on children. How's that? Listen to me. If you do your job and you do it correctly, I'll vote for you. You understand what I mean? I will vote for you because you're doing your job. But, Shu, if, if uh, you can, you, we're, we are all culpable in the destruction of America and belief in the American principles. And, and I think you're right that we're all to blame because a lot of people have fallen for it and have not paid attention and don't understand the dynamism of America that makes it so unique and what it's based on, which is a free society. And in order to have a free society, you need small government that is not oppressive because big government is inherently oppressive and wants oh, to yeah. take all of our Obviously. money away. So, the best so, thing to do with the, 
the best thing to do is to keep the government out. This yes. State, this state creates an incredible amount of money. How is it possible that this state's broke? It's not How broke. It possible that so many of these... So it's not broke. It would be wonderful, Shu, if it was broke. It's tens of billions of dollars in debt. Sure. Obvious. But this story is getting headlines because it's coming out of Nettie's hometown right there. No, don't I don't think wrong. so. And I know there's a lot of good Greenwich people down there. No, I think it's that's part of it, but more importantly, it is one of the criminal element that occupy all levels of government in all areas of government. It's not just education. The whole thing is polluted with this anti-American wokeism. And we oh. caught one of them in the most important realm, talking in the most outrageous, honest way about how the school systems work. And that's a huge story. This is a national story. It's not just because it's Greenwich. You had uh, someone else, someone else uh, was on previously, I just forgot his name. He was a board member of some sort for 12 years? Peter Schur was on the Greenwich School Board yes. for 12 years, yes. Now, let me ask you a question. If you had noticed that your superintendent was doing shady things and changing the way the curriculums were and all sorts of things as time went on, why the hell didn't anybody come out and just say, hey, just make a, you know, make a scene and say, hey, this guy right here is trying to change things and, and basically cancel our children's education? Why didn't somebody come out like that? Why, you see, had you, had you come out and done that and not worry about me voting for you, don't worry. I'll vote <laughs> for you. I will vote for you because you're fighting. You know what I mean? I want a fighter. Yes, but it's uh, it's a complicated situation. Shu, thank you for the call. You're a great caller, and, and stay in touch, please. 860-522-9842. It's complicated because this goes to the superintendent of schools. And, and from my understanding, I don't have any firsthand knowledge, obviously, about the Granite Schools, but I've had conversations with people over the past day and a half and what I've learned is there is a new radical superintendent of schools who came in over the past few years, and she's been opening the door to this stuff, and people push back, and it's, it's first it takes time to really get a handle on what's going on and the depth and, and breadth of it. And the, the proof of that is what happened a year ago, I think, with... Um, Glenn Youngkin, the, the governor of Virginia, and his campaign that kind of broke open the critical race theory thing. And the critical race theory is evidence to every American that the schools have been absolutely polluted with the Democratic Party's contempt for America. That critical race theory is essentially accusing this country of being a, some kind of criminal organization and having to stamp it out. And the idea that anybody inside of education would would become an accomplice in furthering that and claiming that it's just teaching about slavery. See, they make these uh, duplicitous, these completely deceptive statements. Oh, we're just, we just want to teach about American history. Well, that's I'm sorry, that's not teaching about American history. That's teaching ideology. They've been teaching for generations about slavery. They've been teaching about what went on. The trouble is wokeism. The trouble is anti-Americanism. The Democrats, 
they're not all from of this school but if you are a democrat office holder you are part of this organization that is not just trying but is destroying america by destroying belief in america they're destroying america by pushing endless growth of government because growth of government is the antithesis of a free society and that's why connecticut has become a depressing place for so many people to live because it's such an oppressive place you can't be free you can't feel free if you don't get to keep your earnings and when you're living in a state with the largest per person debt in the country and the second highest taxes in the country and the third biggest utility bills in the continental United States these things wear you down that's what's going on here eight six oh five two two nine eight four two Barbara and Avon hi Barbara hi Todd um, I don't think that there's uh, any way that we can stop this other than not taking any funds from the federal or state government to run our schools because every single I think we lost you, Barbara. What? Okay, you just came back. You disappeared okay. for a few oh, seconds. Everybody, every school has to have a uh, a DEI, right? A Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. That's no school. There should be no school where there's one of those people. Pardon me. There should there shouldn't be a single school that has one of those people yeah, I know, or school but system. I know, I know. I'm just I'm venting. The state of the federal government. We can vote for for Mickey Mouse. The federal government is still telling us what we have to do. Like we have to do Common Core in schools, which is horrible. We have to do all this transgender stuff. We have to do all that. It doesn't matter. We can vote for anyone we want to, and the federal government, through the Department of Education and the unions, is going to mandate this to well, us. Well, they, no you know what. You know, if, if the people of Connecticut stand up and say we will not have our government trying to destroy our society anymore or to brainwash our kids into hating their country. The only way and, we can do it is not to take their money. We have to stop taking Well, that's a great idea, Barbara. That's a wonderful idea. And that's the right response because this is how they've dismantled all of the That's things right. that they've been dismantling because they use the big government flow of money from the federal government to buy off the states to nullify the impact of local control and to be able to ins insert their wills into our systems I'm sorry to talk over you but I just wanted to add to what you were saying anything else you want to say Barbara no we just have to stop taking their funding that is correct Thank you so much for the call. 8605229842. We have to stop taking federal money. That's true. But also we have to stand up. We have to stand up and say we're not going to take it anymore. And that's why this tape coming out of Greenwich is so important. 8605229842. George St. Louis. Hi George. Hi Todd. Um, I, I, I've been listening about the discrimination that's going on. I believe if police are required to carry body cameras 
every classroom should be herein <laughs> monitored. That's a great idea. I love the idea. I, I think all the students should have body cameras. Exactly. And, and especially the faculty lounges should be monitored. But every, every, everything that goes on in the school should be recorded and presented, uh, at least, at the very least, in front of the parents. They should be able to uh, cue in, uh, you know, their, their computers and see what went on during the day. Uh, another thing, since one out of three can't make uh, standards, you know, in math and reading, that's, that also has to be monitored as well. Why the, uh, you're not you're not making uh, making the, the kids aren't making standards and reading, writing, and arithmetic. And and by the way, these are easy standards. They're dumbed down standards designed to get more people across the finish line. Yes, but don't you see? Once once you're monitoring what's going on in the classroom. You know why? You know where the where the deficiencies are. No, that's true. If like if they're wasting time teaching diversity, equity, and uh, what's the other thing? Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Thank you, George. Good to hear from you. Let's start some rants going here. Hey, Todd. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought we just passed a law about the police showing crime scene pictures on the internet and distributing to people. How did the pictures of Mar-a-Lago get out? of the DOJ all over the floor. Well, that wasn't from the police. That was from the FBI. They don't follow those rules. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's Ned Lamont, the governor of Connecticut, again. <laughs> I just want to talk to you about taxes. It's election season, and everybody's got to pay your taxes. So make sure you pay your taxes. It costs a lot to live in the state of Connecticut. You want to play? You gotta pay. <laughs> Thank you, Ned. So, Anthony, standardized test that stresses you out. Question: You on your skirt? <laughs> I pulled that one out. For uh, you, yeah, that one's Anthony. old. Yeah, from, from a year a year ago. Yes, it sucks. Yesterday. Standardized testing sucks. I still stand by that. It's awful. It hurts children. Hi, Todd. Well, I'm glad to see that a lot of these office workers have to go back to work. Not that they didn't work, but they have to go back to the office. And now we'll see what it is to pay for the price of gas. Even though it went down, and I'm sure before or after the election, it'll go straight up. And so they'll be screwed like everybody else. Later! Thank you, Gladys. Something went wrong with your phone there for a little while. It was hard to understand. Hey, Todd, this Coscob thing has showed us why there's such a shortage of teachers. Very few of them fit their profile. Goodbye. I wonder, that, that must be part of the problem. I, I figured out who is paying for the cell phones of these illegal. It's the drug cartel. They're telling them where to go, where they already have people they can move in with, and all they have to do is distribute drugs fentanyl and the rest and move them through this country and become millionaires. That's how they do it. It's easy. <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> well, I suppose once you have the distribution network in place, it probably is. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. So last night, Kate Diaz, president of the Connecticut Education Association, sent a letter to teachers. And this is a very interesting letter because you'll notice she doesn't, she's not concerned about the well-being of the schools. She's not concerned about how education, how there's room for education to take place in schools that are being polluted by anti-American thinking. She's not concerned about the children. Listen. We have been alerted that Project Veritas has dropped a hit piece using an administrator in Greenwich. While a teacher was not used, parentheses, so far, the narrative is that of is that of hiring liberal teachers to indoctrinate students. So it is not kind to educators. I have a couple of asks of all of you. One, please do not search this. Veritas does not need our hits to drive traffic to the site. We will get a clean copy of the video tomorrow from the NEA, and we'll share it out as soon as it is received. So she's not worried <laughs> about anything as much as she's worried about that teachers might go to the Project Veritas website and bump up their search numbers. But she doesn't mind them seeing the video. She's going to send that out directly. Two, do not speak to any reporters that have not been vetted. If you know the person, do what you feel comfortable with. If you don't know the person, please reach out to Nancy Andrews at CEA to confirm their legitimacy. Three, I would not comment on the Greenwich video at all. We know that Veritas uses this tactic to trap educators and union members into making incriminating statements. Don't feed the beast. Four, alert your members that Veritas is in state and is in state and lurking around. Keep meetings closed and ensure your members are the only people present. Remind members that they could be the next victim of a hit piece if they aren't fully aware of who they make comments to and what they say. It is time to double down on caution. I am sorry that this isn't a bit more of a happy back to school, but this is the real deal. Trouble is hitting us locally, and we need to be very cautious. Let me know if you have any questions. Talk soon. Kate Diaz, President, Connecticut Education Association. So if you've been led to believe somehow that 
that um, education unions are interested in education or that teachers unions are interested in teachers they're not they're interested in power they are a special interest group who conspires with the Democratic Party as business partners to rig elections and control the flow of money so that this kind of garbage can go on in the schools and they all cover it up you notice she's not concerned about that the truth got out from one of their people because he spoke freely they're concerned with who made the video that's just sounds like damage control that's all it is that's all it is is damage control yes but but what it, the damage control reveals is that there's no concern about that these people are educators and they work in the schools and that the schools can't do their jobs if uh, teachers are working to make sure that the curriculum is tainted. Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC, we've got Len Suzio joining us in a moment, but Robert in Cheshire has been holding. Hi, Robert. Hey, Todd, good afternoon. Uh, didn't hear your interview, but I did dial in a minute ago and I heard Barbara from Avon talking about the corrupting influence of money and education. Mm hmm. And all this week, you guys have been doing spots, uh, voiceovers with uh, Tom, uh, advertising an event that Hillsdale College is going to be having in Hartford on the 20th of September. And it's an opportunity to come for free and hear what education can be and is without government money, without federal or state tax dollars, as a template for education, but also, quite frankly, as a template for all of us in society as to the corrupting influence of government influence and money. Yeah, Hillsdale College has done a beautiful job of maintaining its equilibrium in, in, in times in which our culture is totally off balance. And it, it makes the resonance of the pro-American, the pro-small government, the pro-liberty message all the more powerful. Absolutely. And the, uh, there is a sign-up on that voiceover by memory. It's Hillsdale for Hartford.edu, or excuse me, .com. And uh, it's free. Come and see what it's all about here. Dr. Arn talk about uh, education and the way it should be and meet a bunch of other probably several hundred people who believe in God and country and the Constitution. Robert, thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Todd. See you. Appreciate that message. 860-522-9842. Time for us to check in with former State Senator Len Suzio. Hello, Len. Hey, Todd. How are you doing today? How shocked were you? when you heard details of this Greenwich story break? Oh, I wasn't shocked at all. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm aware uh, that this goes on. And it, it, what surprised me was it came out public. Uh, and, of course, it came out in the public because of the investigative journalism done by Andrew O'Keefe and his Project Veritas group, which has been 
exposing one scandal after the other. Uh, and the response to his kind of uh, journalism <clears throat> is to imply it's dishonest in some way uh, because uh, it involves people divulging the truth, not knowing that they're... <laughs> They're devoted not to yes, not knowing they're being honest in in front of somebody who who might tell the world. Right, right. So I don't see anything wrong with that as long as a that it, it is the truth that's coming out. And some sometimes it's insinuated that well, it's taken out of context, etc. But but I've looked at a lot of his videos, and he does post uh, in in many cases a full length video on, on the website so that you can see that he didn't take things out of context. But still, nonetheless, it's hard to imagine someone like this particular uh, character, the uh, assistant principal, one of the schools down there in Greenwich, laughing and, and saying, oh, yeah, we, you know, we go to uh, Lentz to uh, look and if somebody's a devout Catholic, they're disqualified right away. I mean, how could you be tricked into saying that? It's like, <laughs> yes, how would your mind come up with that statement? Yeah, that's right. I mean, it wasn't in the context of a joke, uh, as far as I could see. It was like, uh, it, you know, it, to me, uh, this is kind of, there's a, there's a lack of investigative journalism these days because the press is dying, particularly the, the printed press. And yes. you can see this up in Hartford at the Capitol. So usually what happens is the press is an echo chamber. It just repeats what one side is saying versus the other, and it doesn't really get into investigative journalism to discern what the real truth is. And that is to the detriment of our of the public in, in our society. But, Len, I just want to make one point about what is respected by the left as truth when they do need to do investigative journalism. And when that moment comes, what they depend on most is reporters quoting sources whose names they yeah. will not provide. So right. invisible sources saying incredibly damning things about the way politics is done if it's secret they're happy but when they've got them on tape and when and they've been tricked they have they've yeah. been tricked into thinking they're just having a casual conversation and that they can speak privately so there is something duplicitous about it but it's a it, it's in search of truth from an organization that lies and covers up right and they try to uh cast aspersions on, on O'Keefe and his organization by describing them as a right-wing organization, as if that's some kind of badge of dishonor. But the, the truth is that O'Keefe, at least on uh, several occasions, has exposed some nonsense going on by Republicans. I remember down in Texas, there was some vote buying going on, and uh, the, the woman who was talking had been uh, who was tricked into uh, divulging what was going on. She had actually been paid to gather votes for a Republican candidate. So he, he, at least on some occasions, has gone after uh, the other side of the aisle as well. And, and, but so what? Even if he's right-wing or not right-wing, the question is, what is the truth? Um, and that's why, of course, the name of his uh, organization is Project Veritas, which is Latin for truth. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and the truth can hurt, especially, look, at, you and I both know that it's rare that a public official will say something that is scandalous in public. Joe Joe. Uh, Biden might do so because his mind is going. He says things from time to time that just kind of blow your mind. Uh, but for the most part, uh, the the real truth is obscured in the public eye. So any organization that can bring people, public officials, to talk about the truth and disclose the truth, mm -hmm. uh, especially hard truths like this, 
uh, I think is doing the public a service, and I want to applaud uh, Mr. O'Keefe and, and Project Veritas for what they are doing. Let's not get, uh, you know, this is the old story of you don't like the message, shoot the messenger, kill right. the messenger, right? Yeah, so let's forget about the messenger. Let's talk mm -hmm. about the message, Len Suzio, and, and why you weren't shocked to hear this tape when it came out. Oh, I've seen scandalous things done uh, by public officials in, in private settings. Uh, I can remember back when I was I was on the Board of Education in Meriden back uh, 20, 25 years ago. And uh, there was one disciplinary hearing that came up. Uh, and this was a, a young black uh, girl. She was maybe, I'm going to say, 14 or 15. Uh, her parents were mixed race. Uh, her father was this little black uh, gentleman and, and the mother was white. And I'm bringing this up because, you know, race is always an issue in these things. And she was being charged with certain disciplinary charges. And so they had a hearing. I was in the hearing. It was in mm -hmm. camera. In other words, it wasn't open to the public to protect the child, you know, being a minor, et cetera. Yes. And the presiding officer, who was a Democrat, a liberal Democrat, engaged in the most outrageous, egregious conduct I've, conduct I've ever seen by a public official, um, he... This, the, the accusations were brought forward. Then she was given the chance to respond with her parents present. And they were obviously poor as well, by the way. And, uh, and she started explaining her side of the story. And I'd say 15 seconds into it, uh, the, the person, the Board of Ed Democrat chairing this particular hearing went into a tirade. I mean, absolutely went mental like she was doing, saying something horrible. And I was I was shocked when I first heard it. I thought to myself, what the heck is he talking about? Why is he so upset? And I looked to my immediate left, and there was a, another Board of Ed member who was a Democrat. She was looking back at me with a look of incredulity in her eyes, like, what? And so he then said, okay, I'm going to give you a chance to keep going on. And, and so she continued to explain her side of the story. And again, within 15 or 20 seconds, he erupted in rage and anger. I, I couldn't believe it. There was nothing in the girl's tone or what she was saying that he should have taken offense to. And then he closed the hearing. He dismissed it. He said, this is it. No more. Um, and then, you know, he voted to have her discipline uh, for it. So uh, it, it, and this guy's a judge today, by the way. <laughs> I won't. Yikes. Who he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I remember being so shocked. I, I, I spoke to the parents afterwards. I said, if I were you, I would go and file a complaint. You know, your your daughter's uh, rights have been violated, even if she was guilty of the discipline that uh, infraction that she was guilty of. She had a right to a fair hearing. And this guy egregiously violated. And the, the other uh, member, a board member who was participating in this hearing, a Democrat, told me that if they brought litigation, that she would have testified against her fellow board member and fellow Democrat as well. Unfortunately, they were poor. Uh, I encouraged them to go to get legal representation, but they... Yeah, you know, they didn't do it, and so this never really came out. Though the newspaper, because I, in a public hearing that followed it, I said, I'm not voting uh, to discipline this kid because I think her rights were violated in, in the hearing. I couldn't explain why publicly because it was, you know, a, a private camera. Yes. Uh, but so a story did come out about it. But uh, but again, that's rare that, that anything scandalous gets exposed uh, in, in the public eye. Uh, and so I, again, what you're I suggesting is that the whole system is somehow crafted in such a way as to protect people in positions of political power rather than the citizens. Yes. And I think the media is overwhelmingly liberal and, and it's biased. And so it tends to 
uh, cover up or go along with things uh, as long as it's liberal politicians. But if it's if it's a, a conservative, it's the other way around. I mean, take a look at Woodward and Bernstein who exposed, uh, you know, uh, Watergate and that kind of stuff. Nixon, who was, of course, a Republican, uh, was hated by the press. So they were happy to expose that. No one ever knew who uh, 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 the the person was who uh, exposed some of the the deep the, throat. The, the, the tape and the yeah, deep throat exactly, uh, and so uh, but the press was gleeful about reporting that when he was actually co- forced into resigning rather than being impeached, of course. And I'm not defending what Nixon did, but I'm just talking about the double standard that you're alluding to in the press as well. And, and then and yet the press reports this Russia Gate and all this this stuff about Trump, which turned out to be completely untrue, as if it were true, and they have yet to really kind of, uh, repudiate what their role was. In in, uh, in in this ongoing scandal, in quotes, of the Trump administration, which turned out to be a scandal that Hillary Clinton was behind. And no one's going after her, even though it's uh, it's no there's no doubt that it was her, she and her campaign that were behind these lies that led to uh, to the Trump uh, hearings and all that and his impeachment, et cetera. So, um, I again, I applaud uh, Project Veritas and we need more investigative journalists uh uh, seeking out the truth and exposing the nonsense that goes on. Again, I've seen it. You and I could have a talk uh, one time, if you'd like, and I could tell you uh, specifics of uh, things that happened when I was in Hartford uh, that I, you know I'll, I'll talk about publicly because, in my opinion, they were. All right, Len Susio, one minute left. Closing thought. Uh, I think this is healthy. I, it looks to me like uh, there's going to be a hearing into into this uh, person's conduct and. Uh, good. Maybe what I'm afraid of, though, is this, Todd. It'll just cause the people who know what's going on behind the scenes to be more careful and closed mouth about it rather than somebody who is apparently trying to impress some young woman he was uh, having lunch or a drink. With well, that's uh, that's always the risk with the truth getting out yeah. is future truth is harder to find. But it's still great to have the truth get out. And it's uh, with with William Tong having to s- switch over to the role of prosecutor as opposed to um well prosecutor of the people involved rather than going after project veritas that that bodes well i think for the idea that this puts pressure on democrats to uh to maybe change their ways a little bit yes go for it mr o'keefe keep it up (laughs) james o'keefe great work with project veritas len suzio Great to talk with you once again. We'll see you next week. 860-522-9842. How about that? This is an exciting moment to have this kind of stuff going on. It is. Rant line number 860-751-4698. We'll play some more rants as the next hour goes on. Bob Stefanowski joins us. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 